It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, this is a new edition of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. And before we get to today's show, which will feature Ron Rivera and Dwayne Haskins and some news, we, of course, want to tell you that we are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know the deal. You know the deal by now. Pepsi is the way to go. It's the way to fuel yourself on game day. Because as you know, this football season is different. Pepsi is here to get you ready for said game day. Whether it's a game day or not, you got to fuel yourself. You got to practice, right? To get ready for game day. And then on game day, you have to execute what you practiced, right? So no matter how you watch this season, and I'll be back at FedEx Field this Sunday for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks against the Washington football team. I'll be, as you know, spiking a whole bunch of Diet Pepsi from the refrigerator and the press box because Pepsi is the refreshment I need and you need to power us through game day. To become a member of the League of Football Watchers, go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, away we go. So here's the latest as we record this on Tuesday afternoon. The Washington football team, according to Tom Palacero, believes, believes that Alex Smith will be ready to go, barring no setback. On Sunday. Now, what you believe on Tuesday, what you hope on Tuesday, could be far different than what the reality is when we get to when we get to when uh, when we get to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and of course on Sunday. Here's the deal: there is no question, or there should have been no question in anyone's mind that Alex Smith was going to be the starter. If he was right, if he was healthy, if he was capable of being played. Like anybody that thought, hey, Dwayne Haskins, you know, didn't lose the game and he played well and he performed well and he cried at the podium. And you're going to hear from Dwayne Haskins. Anybody that thought that Dwayne Haskins should start based on that just wasn't watching the game. Okay. And anyone who thought that all of a sudden Ron Rivera was going to basically say, oh, you know what? Let's start evaluating for 2021 with three games left remaining. No chance. No chance. Not when they're in first place. Not when they've won four in a row. Zero chance. So nobody should be surprised by the fact that they want Alex Smith to start and play and to, of course, play well. But they believe in Alex Smith more than they believe in Dwayne Haskins. And guess what? They should. They should. Now, you guys out there, it might drive you crazy that Alex Smith is so up and down and so inconsistent and was having trouble driving off of his plant leg, which is the leg that got hurt. All of that. 
I'm not saying you don't have a reasonable argument, but is there any part of you that would believe that Dwayne Haskins could have led a road win comeback style in Pittsburgh? Any part of you? Is there any part of you that believes Dwayne Haskins would have thrown for 390 in Detroit? Is there any part of you that believes Dwayne Haskins would have done enough, even though it wasn't completely the Alex Smith show by any stretch, to win on the road on Thanksgiving in Dallas? Maybe you believe, hey, you know what? Dwayne Haskins would have been able to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. That's fair. Maybe. Uh, I certainly understand, again, you guys being a little frustrated by the up and down nature of Alex Smith. Trust me, they are too. And Alex is too. Nobody wants that. Everybody wants 250 and two or three touchdowns and one turnover from Alex. You're not going to get that every game. You don't get that from Kyler Murray. You don't get that from Baker Mayfield. You don't get that from Lamar Jackson. I mean, even though those guys have way, 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 way higher pinnacles of greatness than Alex Smith does. Remember, it's not too long ago where Alex Smith passed for 390 yards Yes, granted, in a loss. But, I mean, what else did you want Alex Smith to do there? So, you don't, coaches don't solely make decisions based on statistics. A lot of fans do. A lot of media does. But they do not. And there is no question in my mind, even though Ron Rivera probably won't say it. He doesn't have to say it. There is no doubt in my mind at all that Alex Smith should be the starting quarterback if and when he's healthy. The problem is, is just that. I don't know if he is. And I don't know what way they can tell me that he's 95 or 100%. Because if he's not 95 or 100%, there's no chance I'm playing him. Because if you go out there and he re-injures it again, which is quite possible, then he's done for the season. And I need Alex Smith. I need him to close out the division, hopefully. I need him to start a potential Week 17 road game in Philadelphia that could be for a playoff spot, a wild card spot, the division spot, whatever. I need him in the playoffs, even though his temperature rises up and down, spikes and drops. I need him for his stability, his leadership, his maturity, his professional um, approach, his management of the offense, I need him more than I need the potential upside of Dwayne Haskins and the stronger arm of Dwayne Haskins. I need Alex for all of those other things. But here's the deal, and maybe this sounds like a broken record. I have a hard time playing a guy who's 85 90% who's already had, again, 17 surgeries and same leg. It has really nothing to do with the injury. But if he can't plant and throw, if he can't run and elude, and he's already compromised because of the drop foot, the 17 surgeries, all that stuff, if he can't do that, then they should be able to see that in practice, right? But if their plan is to keep Alex Smith off on the side and to give Dwayne Haskins all the first-team reps... You know, at some point, you have to let Alex Smith get back under center and make sure that he can do, like, more than straight line run, that he can cut, that he can run away, that he can play in trash, that he can plant, 
throw, thrust, throw with accuracy, throw with rhythm, throw with timing. I mean, there's a lot here. There's a lot. And people that are just making it, oh, well, it's just, you know, oh, just hard to aim. No, that's, I mean, that's not it. There's a lot, though, that has to go into the evaluation for Alex Smith to start. And again, if you're giving Dwayne Haskins a lot of, if not all of, the practice reps, I would almost rather, as crazy as this sounds, because again, I'm not high on starting Dwayne based on merit. I would never do that. But if you're going to give him all the reps because you're trying to rest Alex Smith, now Alex can probably overcome that, but if you're going to give him all the reps and if you're going to hold Alex out because you don't think he can play or practice, right? Well, then why would you think he can play if he can't practice? That's number one. Number two, me, this is me, I would rather start Dwayne and have Alex active and come in off the bench and try and lift the offense and get into maybe a little bit of a rhythm because Alex has shown time and time again he can get into one of those rhythms. I would rather have that than have the opposite. Meaning if Alex starts and gets re-injured halfway through the first quarter, I think Dwayne would be more prepared this week than last week. But I still don't have a whole lot of confidence in that, right? And what do you think Jamal Adams and Pete Carroll are going to do? That's not a great defense anymore. But Jamal Adams can blitz and come downhill. They already stopped the run. You're going to make them Washington one-dimensional. The way you attack Seattle's secondary or Seattle's defense is through passing and intermediate to deep passing, I think. Because that's what the tape shows and that's what the numbers show. That being said, that being said, like while Dwayne's arm could certainly help them in that spot, and maybe he makes a big connection, maybe he makes a big throw. I'm not saying he can't, but what happens the rest of the game if he comes in in relief of Alex Smith? And there is no Alex Smith to go back to. What happens when they start teeing off? That's my question. That's my question. All right, so you have that. Plus, and we'll have more coverage throughout the week. And I'm guessing Alex Smith will be cleared to start and play. And they will not do what I think they should do. But that's just my opinion. Um, Also, the team lost Ross Pierschbacher. Baker? to the Philadelphia Eagles off their practice squad. So he only played in five games last year, uh, almost all on special teams. I think he played maybe one offensive snap or something like that. Played no offensive snaps this year, no games. He was activated for the Giants game out of the bye, did not play. Uh, So no big deal here except... You know, somebody that was drafted in the fifth round 2019 out of Alabama, somebody that started, I think it was 58 games at Alabama, uh, a bunch of playoff experience, uh, reunited with Jalen Hurts, who was at Alabama before transferring to Oklahoma, so that's kind of interesting, and the two teams play week 17 in Philadelphia, which again, could be for all the marbles. All right, when we return right here on the Locked On, a Washington football team podcast, we'll hear from head coach Ron Rivera. From his Monday press conference, it is great to have you with us right here 
on L-O-W-F-T. All right, and I'm Chris Russell. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have heard about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone, guys. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. Hey guys, if you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January the 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at Blue Nile. Dot com. That's BlueNile.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, I'm Chris Russell here with you on the Locked on Washington football team podcast straight out to Ron Rivera from his Monday press conference at the Inova Sports Performance Center from his office via WashingtonFootball.com. Good part of it right here. What stood out to you when you rewatched the game? The tempo at which we played. Uh, I, I was really pleased with the, with the speed, uh, the quickness uh, that was out there. Um, and for the most part in all three phases, um, I, I thought there's some really good things when you watch the way we covered the punts. Um, I thought those guys were, were, were outstanding offensively. I, I liked the tempo and the rhythm. Um, I liked the way we came out. I, I thought there were some real positive things. Um, I liked the, uh, the start of the second half with the offense, a little disappointed, uh, with our tempo, uh, as far as the offense was concerned in the fourth quarter. I think, I think we didn't match the 49ers uh, for a couple of series, and, and, and that stood out to me a little bit. Um, defensively, I thought uh, we had some moments where we, we lapsed a little bit with our run defense. We, we, we got a little, we got a little, um, um, a little anxious and, and, and got out of our creases. Uh, we, we tried to force plays to happen. We got caught with two guys in the same gap. But having said that, I thought their energy, I thought their tempo throughout the game was what we needed. Um, a little disappointed on some of the, the mental mistakes we made, um, the undisciplined mistakes we made. Uh, you know, we, we get a 15-yard penalty on a, on a third down where we should have gotten off the field. That was disappointed uh, and allowed a touchdown. And I think we learned a nice lesson as a group, as an individual, that we can't do those things to give ourselves the chance to win. But... Um, I, like I said, the tempo, uh, the energy level in which we played, I think was, 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 was pretty good. 
when you go through a stretch like this, is it, you know, each win, is it, is it a, you know, one step forward, one step forward, or is there a cumulative effect? Is it, can it be exponential growth? You know, that's the hard thing to say as, as far as, oh, wow, you know, we've gone from point A to point B, or we've gone from point A to point C. That's, you know, those are always tough to, 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 to say because, you know, we, we, we hadn't beaten anybody with a really good record until we beat Pittsburgh. Um, then we beat a very dynamic team um, in San Francisco. And you, you want to say that, but, you know, the, the, the truth is, it's, is each game it has its own personality. It's like this next game coming up as we start getting ready to get focused in on the Seahawks. You know, this game's going to have a completely different personality because, uh, again, we're going to face another dynamic offense, but we're going to face a, a, a defense that's um, equally as dynamic as its offense. Um, you know, they're on a little bit of a roll now, too. So this will be a hell of a game. I really believe that. And it's going to be, and again, I, I tell the guys each game has been a test. Um, this one will be a, this one will be a big test. Hey, Ron, I thought I'd bring up a topic you haven't addressed a hundred times already, but that 2014 season, when you look back and you look at this team, how, what are some of the similarities and what are some of the differences to that year? Well, when, when we got on the roll in 2014, I had asked Dave Gettleman to cut a group of veteran guys that that really were kind of in the way and stunning the growth of some of our younger players, and uh, and 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 Dave did that, um, and we had talked about you know playing these younger guys. It was just we, we kept falling back to these these older veteran guys that that really weren't going to be part of what we were going forward. And so once we did that, and that was after the Minnesota game, um, we played these young guys and their energy levels just rose everybody else's and that's what we're seeing here is that I think we're feeding off of the energy level of our young players and I think it's it's helping the veteran guys um, to play with energy and I think that that's been one of the big things that has helped and then when you look at that because that year you guys were coming off a 12 and 4 season and injuries also seem to play a role in that and then next year you're in the Super Bowl how much did that year serve as a foundation even moving forward forward even though you had some of that in place already I, I think both 13 and 14 were accumulative of 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 the results of what happened in 15 I don't think we could have gotten to 15 if we didn't have a 13 um, because the guys kind of you know we kind of talked about it as as being growth because you know in in 13 we didn't win a playoff game in 14 we won a home playoff game then went on the road and played well against uh Seattle. And so that was pretty exciting. Um, and, and then knowing that our nemesis, you know, was Seattle in 15 and we beat them in 15, that, that really kind of helped catapult us going forward. Uh, and then you mix that with a sprinkling of the right kind of vets and, and lo and behold, you're off to the races. And then one thing that I think people got to understand too, is in 2015, we had 10 guys selected to the pro bowl, eight of those 10 were guys that were on the 13 team. Okay. So only two of them were guys that we had, that we had brought in on 14 and 15. So that kind of showed going forward, you know, what it means to have a group of young guys develop over a period of time, have them play together. And then next thing you know, you're, you're, you're in the Super Bowl. You know, we've got a group of young guys right now that are playing and we've got a sprinkling of vets and who knows what happens in the next couple of years in terms of us adding, selected guys in terms of the draft and free agency. So 
you know, we, we've got a ways to go uh, before we start talking about that realistically. But, you know, this can be one of the springboards going forward, hopefully. But, but again, we've got three games left. we got to focus in on getting ready for Seattle more so than anything else. Um, on Friday, I think it was Sam who asked uh, Jack basically about if there was any play in practice or in a game where he saw the competitiveness between Montez Sweat and Chase Young basically edging the other one on. Um, we see the play with Montez Sweat getting an interception, returning it, you know, the bad ball for the interception. We see Chase Young have the game he has. Have there any, been any plays in your observations where you just sit there and you say, I could see a game like this coming from Chase Young at all? Um, well, it's interesting because something happened during practice and Jack – alluded to it and you guys talked about it and it's interesting because there might be a little bit of competition but it's not openly out there what's out there is the cooperation in practice between the two of them I mean something will happen in practice I mean it's practice you know kind of like what Alan Iris said practice but it was practice and when you watch them and the way things happen and 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 they're both going at it and they, and they, they practice full speed I cringe a couple of times because they go so hard but it's just in their nature. And then to see one tip the ball and the other guy catch it and take it to the end zone in practice, that was pretty exciting. And, and that's what I mean by the cooperation is that, you know, one guy does something, the other guy feeds off of it, and they say, you know, it's success. So that's pretty exciting. I mean, you know, we've got a ways to go. Um, but to see them play that way and practice that way and prepare that way, and it's not just them, but it's the team in general. I mean, you you, you perform and you you – you practice at a high level. And then in terms of you guys have really, it seems, hit on a number of the free agents that you brought in. You know, Antonio Gibson goes down. J.D. McKissick comes in. He has a career day. Um, we've talked about Logan Thomas a lot. We've talked about the offensive line and things of that nature. I, I'm just curious, as you guys have gotten further into the season um, and you've seen more of what players have done that you, Kyle Smith, and the rest of the front office have brought in, I just, I'm curious, what is your impression, again, now looking back to what Kyle Smith did in the offseason to get these guys here and to help build this team that's now 6-7? and seven? You know, I think the biggest thing when you when you look at what's happened, more so than anything else, is, is I've talked about this, is you, you have to continue to collaborate. You know, people have to work together. You, 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 you've, you've got to have this list of guys that you look at. And from that list of guys, you know, you, you as, as coaches, once you get it from the scouting department and they bring it to you and you go through it and you look at it and you say – Hey, this guy, this guy, this guy, these guys are fits. No, this guy might be the better athlete, but this guy's the football fit. I mean, it's like Logan Thomas. Um, and and I, I talk about him because um, having been with Pete Hayner now for 10 years and listen to him talk about tight ends and then know his history as far as tight ends go. You know, when, when you talk about, you know, the, the, the all pros he's had, you know, and, and, and you, you know, Vernon Davis, Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, uh, Gary Barnage, you know, um, he's got a couple of good ones that he left in Carolina. And now you look at you look at what's happened with Logan and the way Sprink has played for us this year, the way Tamark has been playing for us, now Marcus Ball. You sit there and 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 me personally, I listen to him. When he says to me, he says, Ron, I think this guy's on the verge. He's right there. I mean, he's 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 just hasn't played a lot. So wow. And it brings me back to my day in Carolina in 2013 when um, when Dave Gettleman um, and his guys came to us with a list and said, hey, you know, these, these, this, this. 
And then we as coaches looked at them and Steve Wilkes comes to me and, 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 and he talks about a safety and says, Ron, this guy, you know, he, he hasn't played a lot, but every time he gets on the field, you know, he makes something happen. And so we signed him for a one-year deal. And, and sure enough, he played – I can't think of his name right now, but he went to Pittsburgh on a big free agent contract. Mike, oh, Mitchell. Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell. There you go. And he had a great year for us and signed this huge contract in, in Pittsburgh. And those are the kind of guys you're looking at. J.D. McKissick, you know, was one of those guys that came, you know, that came on that list. And we thought, okay, wow, we look at this list and we said, yeah, I like this, like this guy. Um, and he's on the verge. And so you do that. And what happens is you sign them at a good contract um, and they become who you hope they are. And now the contract becomes favorable to you. That's, that's the huge plus. Offensive line, you know, you, you want to talk about fit. Do they fit you? You know, they also fit you. And then the other thing, too, is, is and, 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 and this goes to our, you know, to, to our security department, is you also want to make sure these are the right kind of guys that are going to fit you, too. It's not just about the fit on the football field, but are they going to be the right kind of fits in terms of, of, of the way they handle themselves off the field? And because and, that's a big plus. That's a, that's, a, that's a big thing for us. We went through it in Carolina, and, you know, we've gone through it a little bit here. And we want to correct those things. We want to make sure the culture is right. Hey, Ron, good morning. Uh, just you mentioned this start of the second half earlier, uh, I guess, in your opening thoughts. How important do you think those two runs to start with uh, J.D. off the little jet sweep and then um, uh, and then Peyton Barber, I think, up the middle for nine to just settling things down for Dwayne and leading ultimately to that field goal and at least kind of stabilizing the operation? Absolutely. And, and, and that's that's what's. That's what I was talking about. It's exactly it because it did. It kind of settled everybody down. We moved the ball um, and we took the pressure off Dwayne. And then Dwayne responded with a couple of big throws. So, you know, you you have to understand it, it all goes hand in hand. You, you, you can't put it all in one thing. I mean, and then what happens is we come out and, as I said, we didn't match their energy. They stuff us on first down a couple of times. So now all of a sudden it was forced on Dwayne. Now we put pressure on him to make something happen. And then we try to force things. So it all goes hand in hand. We've got to be able to run the ball successfully to help the passing game. We've got to be able to throw the ball successfully to help the running game. And it works together. I don't care what anybody says. You, you, you have to be able to be balanced. But one thing you've got to do is you've got to run the ball when they know you're going to run the ball. And, and, and we haven't been able to do that consistently. We do it, but every now and then we don't. And, and we've got to continue to work. That It's got to be the mentality that that we that we assume you know we're, we're, we're trying to install it instill it in the guys and get them to understand it that's you want to be a championship football team that's what you have to do run it when you when when, when more importantly they know you're going to run it all right once again that is head coach ron rivera thanks to washingtonfootball.com certainly an interesting week and practice week ahead snow expected to land at some point uh the team might be in the bubble uh for much of the week as they get ready for an outdoor game against the seattle seahawks one o'clock on sunday at fed x field coming up later on this week we will have crossover thursday that's right with locked on seahawks we'll go inside the hawks and russell wilson and what kind of monster is coming to fedex field in the form of dk metcalf we'll have that for you later on this week as well 
I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. L-O-W-F-T. Dwayne Haskins. We'll hear quickly from him next. All right, once again, guys, the holidays are in full swing, but we have to get energy from good sources and good places, right? And it's one thing to go grab a donut and think that all that sugar is going to help you, that chocolate bar. Uh-uh. How about a Built Go? One and a half ounce packages that you can put in your briefcase, your backpack, your golf bag, if you're still golfing, uh, or just put it in your pocket. That's why I, I leave it in my car. So this way, when I'm struggling to drive, coming back and forth from the Anova Sports Performance Center or whatever, or you need that little boost, you can do it with a Built Go. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. It's natural, better for the body, three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. I just had the chocolate mint last week. You just suck it out of the pouch, bam. It tastes like you're getting a dessert treat, but yet you're getting something really healthy for you, and you're getting that boost of energy. And let me tell you something, it solved the problem that day. I can tell you that much uh, because I stayed strong and I kept working. Uh, it's got B3, honey, a kick of caffeine, B6, B12, collagen, everything you want to put in your body. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com, and let's go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Let's quickly hear from Dwayne Haskins Sunday after the win in Arizona, in which he played the second half and one kneel down snap. And is it a different Dwayne? Dwayne, just in general, what are what have these last couple of months been like for you? Um, just kind of working your way back up and then getting playing time again. Uh, it's been a lot. Um, you know, it's been really challenging trying to figure out. Um, how to go about things and what's next and um, just trying to be my best version of myself every day. And uh, that's what I've just been working on, uh, finding ways to get better outside the facility, um, staying longer at the facility, just trying to prove these coaches that I want to, you know, be a guy that can uh, be reliable and be someone that can lead this team. So that's what I've been working on since everything has happened. What specific things do you feel like you've grown in in that time and, and were able to show today? I was trying to grow in everything. Um, you know, I'm not a finished product by any means, and I'm just uh, trying to be um, as great as as guys that I watch on TV every day. And having somebody like Alex in the room with me is a great example. And uh, he comes to work every day with his hat on, and he grinds, and he never complains. And somebody I look up to, and uh, he's been helping me a lot throughout this whole process. And um, you know, he's been through stuff like this before, so he's been a great uh, person to lean on throughout this time. Dwayne, this is the first time we've talked to you in a while. What, what's been what's been the hardest part for you going through this process and this journey? Uh, I don't really want to get into that right now. I'm just thankful to get this win, um, more so than anything. Um, tears came to my eyes. Just, um, I was out leaving the field, just thankful just to be back out on the grass again because I didn't know when I was going to be on the grass again. And um, I'm excited. Um, we're first in the division. That's something that we always wanted to work for since the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, it's right there for us. So I'm glad I was able to help today and uh, help propel us. Dwayne, what do you think you're proud? Dwayne, what do you think you're proudest of in all of this? 
I'm just grateful. I'm thankful. Um, I'm just proud of how our team fought. I'm proud of how our defense played. I'm proud of how my offense uh, rallied around me, how my coaches rallied around me. Um, so, I mean, you know, by any means, it, was, it wasn't perfect. You know, definitely some throws that I wish that uh, could be completed or that played a Terry. Uh, that that was what still pisses me off. Um, but it's all good. Uh, we get an opportunity to play next week, and whether I'm, I'm, I'm playing or not, I'm just thankful. Dwayne, it's Darren Haynes, WSA. Uh, I was wondering, how could you describe your growth over these last few weeks, just in case Alex isn't ready to go, how confident you are in yourself? I would just say the biggest growth that I've had uh, is just being as a person. Um, it's probably the biggest amount of adversity that I've faced since coming into this world. And I lean on a lot of people, a lot of mentors, family, close ones. I prayed and I prayed again. And um <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just glad that I'm able to be here right now and tell you guys that I'm thankful. That's all I, that's all, that's, that's all I care about right now. Hey, Dwayne, it's good to hey, see Dwayne, you. Hey, Dwayne, how wild is it? Um, really hey, Dwayne, it's good to see you again. Um, obviously, as you've talked about it, you've been through a hard time. I was kind of curious. You know, you've seen Chase Young. He had the injury with the groin. He didn't have sacks for I think it was five or six weeks consecutively, but he had this breakout performance. If anybody knows how good of a player he is. It'd be you. So I just was curious, what were you thinking as you see him have this first half that he did? And also, what were some of the things you were telling him as he was kind of going through that slump during the middle of the season? Um, me and Chase both were competitors. Um, we hate losing. And um, I had a conversation with him after the Detroit game. And it's just really about what are you going to do next as far as being a leader on this team? What are you going to do to leave a difference? Because this, the stuff you did in college isn't going to work here. So you got to figure out a new way. You got to figure out a way to, to relate to these guys how you want to get these guys to play for you. And um, he's been doing that. And uh, he's somebody that I admire on and off the field. Uh, he called him big bro, but he's my big little bro, I guess, whatever you want, little big bro, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, that touchdown, I was the first person off the sideline to go congratulate him. So, I mean, I've been working on his hands for a couple of weeks now, make sure he's he getting he get in running. So, uh, I'm excited for him. All right, and that's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. Also, congratulations to Jason Wright, president, for winning uh, the Best Hire Award in Street and Smith. That was well-deserving. Well Washington has been doing things much better, uh, of course, this year with all the carnage and wreckage of earlier in the year. So congratulations to team president Jason Wright. That's going to do it for us right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Make sure you guys check out the NBA season preview uh, where you get Locked On Podcast, LockedOnPodcast.com as we get you set for the NBA season, which is just a week away, preseason underway, all sorts of James Harden rumors. How will Russell Westbrook fit in Washington and more? Will the Lakers defend their NBA title as well? That's LockedOnPodcast.com. I'm Chris Russell for the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Thanks to BlueNile.com and 1010 for joining us and for being a part of this program and the Locked On Podcast Network, Built Go as well, and Pepsi. And thanks to you for listening and downloading. We'll see you very soon right here. L-O-W-F-T. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.